0: practical prepping podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better. Because the more you know, the less you have to carry.
1: We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. This is episode number five, and our topic for today is civil unrest and riots. We're recording this on the eve of the U.S. election, and we thought it would be a good opportunity to do this podcast, as some are expecting some unrest regardless of which way the elections go. Many cities and shops are boarding up windows and storefronts, and I just read an article this afternoon that Antifa is planning major rioting regardless of which way the election goes. Hmm. Did you see that in the... Um, paper as well, that in Los Angeles, they're rioting in celebration of the World Series.
0: Yeah, I've never really understood that. I can understand celebrating, but it gets out of hand. Fans just go a little bit crazy, and all of a sudden, things are on fire, and cars are being bashed, and it's just, I mean, people just, they just lose control.
1: So we thought it would be a good time to go ahead and do this uh, podcast. But it's good info regardless of what the events are after the election. This could be information that could be handy for you uh, six months or a year down the road. We just don't know.
0: All right. Now, we've got some uh, shout-outs to do this uh, evening on our podcast because we've got some sponsors and some folks that we'd like to talk up. Our website is up, www.practicalprepping.info.
1: Eric did a fantastic job of uh, on the website. Go look at it. Uh, that is ProLine Designs.
0: My friend Eric Smith in North Carolina.
1: It's ProLineDesigns.us. Uh, give Eric a call if you have a need for any type of website or any type of application. He, they build uh, apps as well. The company, ProLine Designs, is big enough to handle your web needs, but it's small enough to make it personal service. Eric has been wonderful to work with through this process. Tell you a little bit about upcoming episode. episode. Can't speak tonight.
0: You have to forgive, Mark. He's having a bit of an allergy thing. You can hear it in his voice. So uh, a lot of you are suffering with the same kind of thing. It's the height of the cold weather, and we're trying to get this ragweed to die. And so (laughs) he's just having a bit of a hard time.
1: Anyway. Uh, Don Keith is lined up for one of our guests. Don's the author of over 30 books. He and uh, uh, George Wallace Jr., uh, drew a blank there for a moment, uh, who was a nuclear submarine commander in the Navy. Together, they wrote the book Firing Point. And you might know that better by the name of Hunter Killer. The movie. The movie Hunter Killer uh, was uh, adapted from their book. And they have a new movie coming out uh, November the 11th. I believe it'll be in theaters from November the 11th through November the 15th. And that's going to be in over 200 uh, theaters across the United States. Don's an extra class ham radio operator. He's about the fastest guy I know with Morse code. Uh, He can type out Morse code faster than I can talk. And he's written several ham books, ham radio books. And uh, that's what we're going to have him on here talking about is ham radio.
0: Another uh, uh, sponsor that we'd like to talk up is Linden Lane Designs. The website is com. I that ordered
1: is... our practical prepping shirts from them recently.
0: <laughs> Let me spell that because sometimes it's hard to know what something is spelled. Linden Lane Designs is spelled L I N D E N L A N E D E S I G N S dot com. Linden Lane Designs is a monogramming service. They do gifts, t shirts, sweatshirts, children's wear, baby clothes, t shirts, um, seasonal holiday, uh, all sorts of designs with monogramming and uh, gift wear and personalization. And uh, we're going to have our own practical prepping shirts made. We're expecting to be wearing them when we do some of our video podcasts as well. So think of Linden Lane Designs. Uh, they will ship to you, and uh, they're on Facebook under Linden Lane Designs as well, and you can order from there. And and they have
1: all kinds of nice fall shirts mm-hmm. uh, got ladies love so much. And, you know, it's not too early to be ordering for Christmas as mm-hmm. well. That's right. One announcement to make as well. We're starting a new segment. It will actually, uh, well, the name of it, 10 Minute Tuesdays. And as the name says, it'll be around 10 minutes, a uh, little more, a little less at times. And it'll post premiering it what, premiering tomorrow, tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, the day of the election. And tomorrow's is going to be kind of lighthearted. I think we can do something. Rather rather lighthearted for tomorrow. Sometimes it may be one of us. It may be both of us. It might be a gear review. It might be some tips or current events or reviewing an, some type of an article that we have read. So check that out, 10-Minute Tuesdays every Tuesday. Let's get on to our topic tonight, civil unrest and rights. You know, there's no such thing as a violent protest. If it's violent, it's a riot.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, a lot of people think that a protest and a riot are the same thing, but they're actually not. A peaceful protest is a civil right under our Constitution that we can assemble peacefully and protest freely. And there are guidelines and parameters that make that possible, and we support that. We as American citizens support that, and we think that being able to peacefully protest is a very American thing to do. But there's a strong difference between a peaceful protest and the moment it becomes a violent riot.
1: When things are being thrown, it's a riot. When things are being set on fire, it's a riot. When windows are being broken, it's a riot. How
0: about the looting?
1: That falls under rioting. That's, I
0: mean, that's a crime. That's stealing.
1: Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the causes of civil unrest very briefly here. One is economic unrest. Uh, I understand that people are frustrated with the economics that they're going through at times, and that can become a cause for civil unrest.
0: Well, yes, you know, a lot of neighborhoods and communities might be <clears throat> depressed financially anyway, and of course, COVID has not really helped that situation. In fact, it's heightened some of the um, suffering and some of the um, problems and, and anguish that some people are going through. And. And uh, I don't think that everybody's trying to be a, a civil unrest violent rioter, but it just seems like there there's a lot of more gang activity, and it's a little bit more unsafe in certain neighborhoods. and And uh, I know that that's frustrating for a lot of folks, and and that's really been a problem this year.
1: Sometimes it's just boredom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There have been people that have actually. Uh, You know, maybe they've had some jail time and they've had some time to turn their lives around and they've they've gotten back on the right path or they have found the right path. And now they counsel or speak and they let people know that they got into crime or they got into these violent gangs simply because there was they were bored and they had nothing else better to do or or they chose to do these types of things. And so that that brought them to a bad end and and I had to pay their debt to society.
1: And there are some real or perceived uh, frustrations that folks have. It can be political, it can be racial, it can be economic, but sometimes uh, it's just simply an opportunity. Like we were talking about the Antifa plans, Uh, law enforcement has already been notified for several weeks now that they have been planning these uh, riots after the elections, and so it's just an opportunity, and it becomes a mob mentality. Now, let's talk a little bit about the riots themselves. You know, they don't start out of thin air.
0: Right, because if you notice that there's actually quite a lot of organization that appears to have been quite obvious over the year of different groups that were well-organized. They had rented trucks. They had sound devices in their ears. They had, uh, Passing out
1: signs.
0: Burner phones that they were, they were using and they were well-funded. And, you know, it's, it's, it it just became, it's kind of a business, I think, for some, uh, that's just been my take on it.
1: Somebody's spending a lot of money on it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were mentioning about the uh, World Series, <clears throat> how this group of, of fans who are reveling in their celebration. Here they are happy and thrilled and delighted that their hometown team has won the World Series. And so they gather to celebrate and then somehow uh, somebody starts something and it turns from a celebration into uh, criminal activity and
1: um it I, usually comes from a bunch of drunks coming out of a bar into the street Well, and things I, go down I, from there i was there.
0: i was wondering if alcohol or drugs may be involved and i mean that's just hey let's just be honest when people drink a little too much or they're on substances a little too hard they're not in their right frame of mind you and i both know it
1: and hey so, bubba hold you know, my beer yeah,
0: so they they do seem to act out and things can get ramped
1: up but some of the things that you can do when it comes to riots is one Be informed, gather intel, Uh, keep up with what's going on in your area, keep up with what's going on uh, regionally, and just uh, kind of look ahead, have a few thoughts ahead. Usually there are some signs of these things, uh, two to three days ahead even, but keep up with what's in the news. Now, when I talk about what's in the news, has there been a police shooting? Are they expecting some type of verdict? We saw this in uh, Los Angeles, we saw it in Ferguson, Missouri, we saw it in Louisville, Kentucky, when the mob was not, uh, and and I mean that, the the group of people, the mob mentality, did not like the verdict, Uh, they came out and rioted. But there are some uh, warning signs that you can see from time to time, and you need to heed those warning signs and avoid that area.
0: Right. That's not the time to become real curious and say, hey, let's, you know, why don't we wander downtown and see what's going on in the middle of something. You really do want to avoid some of these areas, <clears throat> and we hope that we hope that especially on the eve of the presidential election, it's our hope that everyone behaves themselves and that no matter what the outcome, that we're all going to be neighbors and Americans and friends. But I just sense that there's just going to be somewhere somebody is going to try to uh, do something, uh, either for the attention that the news media will give them. Or the fact they may feel like they really must express themselves in a violent way, um, we just really would ask that people, you know, use their better judgment and not do criminal acts. It's just not the American way to do things.
1: But when it comes to riots, you know, the best way to uh, to avoid a riot is like avoiding a Cat Five hurricane.
0: Don't be Don't there. Don't be there. Don't uh, be get there. out of the area. Now
1: let's talk a little bit about what some of the rioters might be doing. Uh, they're likely to target symbols of wealth and power. Uh, so if um, you know if you're in a neighborhood, you might want to put the Lamborghini behind the house in front instead of in front of the house. Mm. And I'm just you know pulling that out of the air, but uh, they're likely to target some symbols of wealth or power. They're likely to high, uh, target not only the high end automobiles but high end shops. Or expensive restaurants. We saw that with uh, the lady that was eating in a nice restaurant and a group came in and they were all in her face uh, trying to make her agree uh, and to say the things that they wanted her to say. And the funny thing about that one was she was in agreement with their movement, but she was unwilling to say uh, or to be made to say what uh, they wanted her to say. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yes, her point was no no person should be forcing their will upon another person, even if they're in agreement. It's just it it, it becomes tyrannical and bullying, and there's just no place for that. Um, it it seems like there are. So many opportunities in the middle of a violent riot, because a lot of times the police are, have been told to stand down or stand back to a certain degree. So the looting and the arson and the, the destruction of property and the assaults seemingly go unprosecuted. The maybe not seemingly, loose. but actually. Yeah, very so few people that's very frustrating, too. The I, I can't so imagine about how it feels when these people who live downtown and they have businesses downtown and they've worked their whole lives. These are family businesses and they've, they're innocent. They've done nothing to cause a problem, but they're just caught up because of where they're located. And they've seen their life's work go up, literally up in smoke. And it's just, it's a horrible thing to do to each other.
1: But there are some things that you can do, especially if you're at home and we would suggest that you stay put in a safe place but uh, keep calm. Uh, keep calm. Everything uh, should be okay. Do not panic. Uh, get your family together. Get to a safe place. If that's in your house, if, that, if you've got enough warning ahead of time to be able to leave the area, do that. But uh, you need to realize that suburbia uh, may begin to see some expanding riots Uh, I wonder if they've saved enough buildings to burn for this next round. They may have to expand out into suburbia. But as Chris said a minute ago, don't be out driving around. That's for sure. This is not the time to be sightseeing. Uh, We've seen time and time again where motorists have gotten trapped in their vehicles uh, in a riot, highways blocked. Uh, We've even seen shootings here in the last few months from people being Assaulted inside vehicles.
0: Right, you should um, <clears throat> take some precautionary measures at home too. You know, lock garage doors and and close drapes, and just don't call attention to your home or your your location, and and uh, reinforce that. And uh, how you light your home at night—that might be a very subjective thing. As some folks have just a porch light and others have large solar lights all around their yards and so on. And you may or may not want to be shining bright lights on your home, uh, necessarily for a few days. And I know these, these measures sound kind of extreme, but, um, I think we're living in a day and a time where we cannot really shut our eyes to the fact that we have seen some extreme things take place and not just in one or two cities, but across the nation and i think that we just need to be uh, mature enough and and aware enough to accept the fact that there are folks that don't agree and they find ways to not agree with each other violently and it's it is a problem and it is a societal problem and we've got to, we've got to really work on that and we've really got to fix that i i wish that i could tell you what you know the complete answer is and just say that and it all be all well but otherwise Preppers need to be prepared, and that is to be mentally prepared and be physically prepared and be aware with information and know what your plan is and have one.
1: And one of the things you can do ahead of time, it might not work for riots after the elections, but for future reference, uh, you can always, and this is a good idea, uh, not just for riots, but for burglaries and things, to, you've heard the term, harden your house reinforce your doors instead of having those one inch one and a half inch screws in the door facing uh, put some three inch screws in there make it harder for people to get into keep a low profile uh, you may want to uh, move your lawn furniture your potted plants uh, clear your lawn of any possible projectiles a lot of times it's just a an opportunity that they find something to pick up and throw And so that may be something that you want to clear your lawn and the front area of your home of those uh, weapons of opportunity, let me put it that way.
0: There's also safety in numbers, and that is important, too. I think that... It's important to travel in pairs or groups if at all possible. And I don't say this just for the ladies out there, but I think the men too. I think that a a man walking around alone can be just as much of a victim as a woman. And so if you must go to a store, if you must go to a place of business or uh, even to get gas or whatever like that, at least have someone else with you. Just that extra pair of eyes and ears sometimes is enough to uh, perhaps deter someone from creating a new victim, which could be you.
1: when we talk about keeping a low profile. There's some things you might want to consider, especially in today's climate. And that's not having certain bumper stickers on your car, uh, not flying certain flags or having yard signs or wearing certain clothing that might provoke someone. Now, uh, there's a First Amendment right. Okay. You can wear what you want to wear, but why invite issues? Why? uh, This is kind of the time to just blend in, to to be that gray man. Uh, But it also might be a situation where you might want to park more vehicles in your driveway. Uh, Right now, it looks like a family of five lives at ours, and there's two here. But we've got five vehicles parked here. And it uh, it does make it appear that there are more people present for protection. Now, this is a situation as well where you might want to communicate with your neighbors. You might want to have a, a mutual aid plan uh, in place to aid each other if there's an issue uh, to where you can provide a bigger defense.
0: Uh, one thing that I'd like to also mention is have situational awareness Uh, particularly when you are away from home. And I've done this even more myself. I'm finding myself consciously thinking about keeping my head on a swivel, constantly looking about. Uh, When I'm pumping gas, I am doing a 360-degree observation. I am looking completely in circles around who's near me, who am I near, where am I, where is the road, Uh, what, what's, what's going on? And instead of like daydreaming or being on my phone, I am not on my phone and I am looking at people. I'm looking them in the eye for just a moment. I'm not staring them down in an aggressive manner. I'm just locking eyes and looking away to let them know I see you and you see me. I'll tell you this, that I have noticed I've watched a lot of people walking in their neighborhoods for exercise. And I will tell you that I'm dismayed when I see there are people with their head down looking at a phone and they're walking. And a young lady walked in front of my car. And had I not put on my brakes, she would have traveled right into the path of my car. And I wasn't going fast, but I was watching her because she was not watching me. She was in la-la land walking on a wooded road miles from anybody with her head down in the phone and had no idea that I was right up behind her. And I'm just telling you this, too many of us out there have our nose in the phone when we're walking around, and that is a huge mistake. You are being watched and people will find you because you are not situationally aware. And I'm telling you, more and more people that are becoming victims said, well, I was looking at my phone and that so-and-so came right up behind me. Well, don't be that person. Put the you phone away. See,
1: if you want to see how little people do pay attention when they're walking with their telephone, do an Internet search for walking into poles. Or
0: oh, and fountains.
1: It, 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 yeah, into fountains, poles and fountains walking into the creek, stepping I mean,
0: right into traffic. It,
1: it's it's funny some of these folks that they're just walking down through there and they're not paying attention. They run right into a pole. So,
0: some of it's funny and some of it is quite dangerous. And well, I just I just really
1: all want, of it's dangerous. The
0: mama in me is coming out. You oh know? yes. <laughs> the mama bear is coming out, and I want people to protect themselves. You need to be situationally aware, and when you let the world know that you're watching they should quite likely not going to mess with you. I can't tell you the number of people that I've looked squarely at in the middle of a parking lot as I'm walking to my car, and I've just let them know, I see you. And they they might, I don't know what their intentions were. Hopefully they were good, but I don't know. Perhaps that deflected them. Perhaps otherwise they would have come up behind me, and who knows what would have happened. Situational awareness. you got to practice it.
1: And then you need to be able to defend yourself at any means. Keep your family safe. Keep yourself safe. And when we're talking about being inside a house, keeping yourself safe, keeping your family safe, you may need to get folks into the basement. Uh, You may need to be able to guard the entrances to that. But uh, put your family behind as many walls as possible. And uh, glass is, is not something that will stop projectiles. Uh, some people, and you've seen it this week, and they're doing it now, getting ready for this week. I saw Walmart with huge plywood uh, doors ready to close, and you know, clo- to cover their big windows exactly. Window. And and Walmart is one that uh, they're open twenty four seven, except for I think Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they've just started clo- uh, closing for Thanksgiving here in the last few years. But one in Birmingham, I know that I saw uh, photos of that one. They have huge plywood doors already built, ready to lock up mm-hmm. to protect the front of their stores, uh, putting those window coverings there. But if you do this, uh, it's a good idea to turn your lights off, as Chris was talking about a while ago. Uh, make it, um, uh, let's practice a little bit of light discipline here. It's, it's kind of like when the power's out in the neighborhood, you don't want to be the house with all the, the shining lights out and telling everybody, we have power, come to our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just make it look like nobody's home if you possibly can. I honestly believe that sometimes these folks want to harass uh, people that are home, and they'll go on down the street to find somebody that's home Rather than to mess with a, uh, just to do damage. I could be wrong with that, but. um.
0: Well, another good thing that a lot of people have, and uh, I work in a business where I visit people in their homes. And I will tell you that a lot of folks have dogs, dogs of every size and shape. And a dog, a barking dog, is a great deterrent to a lot of folks who have harm in their heart. And if you have a dog or own a dog, you may want to train that dog to live inside the house with you. Um, not necessarily 30 yards away in a kennel somewhere, but you may want the dog in there with you because that dog will be loyal to you and will guard and protect, and that can be your very best friend. If you have a dog, you treat them well, and you bring them into the house as part of the family, and you let them do what a dog is designed to do, and that is be a companion and a protector and a helper to man.
1: And it doesn't have to be a 50-pound dog. No. It, it just I'm has scared to, be to death th- of
0: a two-pound chihuahua.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> if a chihuahua was fifty pounds, they'd they attack me. cars. Mm-mm. But uh, <laughs> a loudmouth dog oh, yeah. is a good thing to have. Yes. Uh, now we're just going to have attack cats. Somebody comes in the house, we're going to put the green laser on their chest and just let the let the no, cats take. Heaven
0: them out. help whoever our cats jump on because they will. They'll get you.
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, protect yourself. Be ready to. Uh, defend your family, be able to defend yourself, and uh, remember here uh, you might be on your own if nine one one is overwhelmed, it may be a while getting there, and you know the saying when uh, seconds count uh, the police are minutes away.
0: now we also want to reiterate I know that a lot of what we're talking about right now is is a fearful topic, and we're trying to at the same time say keep calm and don't panic. Basically what we're saying is you you need to keep your clear wits about you. You need to keep clear thinking about you and don't always presume the worst. Prepare for the worst, but don't presume the worst. And and try to understand that you you may be the one in your home that's in the leadership role and others are looking to you for that type of comfort and security that you can display and that you can exude as part of your personality. Uh, You you don't want to be the one that crumbles and falls apart if there's like small children or elderly parents or something that are kind of leaning on you to be the strong person. Be the strong person, have a clear head, think about these things, talk about these things, and make your plans and preparations.
1: What about if you unexpectedly find yourself in a protest or a riot? You come out of your building at work. Uh, Next thing you know, you're on the street with hundreds of people, and you uh, have just suddenly, inadvertently found yourself in a riot situation. What do you do there? Well, there are some things that you can do. Uh, We'll talk about some of these as we go along, but move with the flow of the crowd. um, While you're moving outward, you're moving out to the
0: The edge edge
1: of the protest. (laughs) What you want to do is get a place where you can duck into a building or a doorway or an alley and get away from that crowd. But as you're moving with the flow of that crowd, look for an escape route. There will be one there. You may have to be a little bit patient. Uh, You may have to go along with the crowd just a little bit until you get to that escape route.
0: Right, some people have said they even found themselves in these very situations, and they actually um, kind of, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. They just um, began to shout and and go along with like they were part of the crowd, and it but kept, shout
1: the same thing the yeah, crowd is shouting, and it
0: kept it kept these rioters from targeting them, and then they just kind of. Held back and moved to the edge, and then they, one way or the other, they found that escape route, or they found a, maybe they were able to look over and they found a, an office worker, or a coworker, or perhaps an authority figure, maybe a fireman or a policeman, where they could just make that contact and like hustle their way over to them and found safety.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but um, you may have to appear sympathetic to the rioters. But avoid any kind of a confrontation and don't get involved. Don't get caught up in what's going on, right? Uh, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, uh, you know they might be um, they might be protesting the um, decrease in chocolate production, and that would get a lot of women riled up if they start decreasing. Well,
0: men too.
1: Well, some of us. <laughs> um, I'm okay till you get to Reese Cups, you know, but. Um, I just use that as an example, but that may be a time that you need to uh, not get involved, not be confrontational. Now, this is one place that you want to be careful with making direct eye contact. Sometimes direct eye contact can appear confrontational, and that's what you're talking about in a parking lot. If somebody looks like they're preparing to confront you you want to not stare them down, no. but you want to make sure that they understand you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. A riot situation, you may want to avoid that eye contact. You may want to be looking down sometimes, uh, uh, keeping your or your nose, I say, pointed down a little bit, but your eyes scanning ahead. Uh, this is a place to be that gray man.
0: Um, something else too, is if you happen to have a bag or a backpack or, uh, some type of a, you know, purse or what, whatever you may have on your messenger bag or whatever, um, don't go digging around in it. Now, this is not the time to be looking for your phone so that you can become one of these, you know, amateur reporters that we see on social media. Uh, you just, don't want to be doing that because someone that's you know nearby might be thinking that you're reaching for a gun and they're going to panic and then they're going to scream gun and everyone's going to look and they're near where you are
1: well let me tell you you are being watched mm-hmm. you are being watched by law enforcement and uh they're looking very carefully at what you bring out of that bag I've been in that situation
0: right? where right.
1: Don't, that's not the time to stop and dig around in that bag. Mm-hmm. It's time to just curl it up in your arm and make your way out of that crowd if you at all possibly can. Now, you talked about uh, law enforcement. I would say this is not the time to approach law enforcement unless you are injured or you are in serious need of help. Not just being afraid of this situation. Mm-hmm. In this kind of situation, law enforcement is involved in what's going on. They're at a heightened state of readiness. They're looking for attacks, and anyone running up to them can be perceived as a threat. If you're injured, if you're reporting someone else that's seriously injured, as you're going up to them, make sure your hands are visible and say, I need help. If not yell, I need help to get their attention to the point that you are not a threat. So just um, do that. Keep yourself safe. Realize that you may need to hide in a vehicle Um, You may need to hide somewhere looking for an opportunity to escape. Now, what about in a vehicle? mentioned a vehicle there. Mm -hmm. A couple of things that you can do is lock the doors and roll up the windows.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You don't want strangers jumping in the car with you. You want to lock the door and roll the windows up and... This is not the time to be running the big stereo and and running the radio as high as you can and then also shooting pictures with your camera phone with that, especially at night, uh, so that people can see that you're in there because they can see your phone. If you can't drive the car safely away, you just need to sort of basically hunker down and try not to call attention to yourself if at all possible.
1: One thing there is turn off the air conditioner or the vents if there's any possibility of tear gas. That stuff will come into your car, and trust me, you do not want to be in the tear gas. If you're in the car, windows up, air conditioner, all the air is off, that will very likely keep it from coming in if at all possible. I would say have your motor running. You may have to make a break for it, but uh, try not to uh, do anything suddenly. Uh, But if you're able to move out from where you're parked, drive until you're able to turn 90 degrees. Turn away from that riot and get away from it as quickly as you can. And I'd say don't drive toward police or toward the rioters if there's any way possible that could be interpreted as uh, deadly force about to be used against them. So uh, you may just have to hide there in that vehicle for a few minutes for an opportunity to escape. Anything
0: else? Yeah, I was just thinking, too, that we do want to respect the fact that we as Americans have liberty and we have rights and we have constitutional amendments that protect those rights, and we've got— Uh, We enjoy the freedoms today because of those that have paid dearly with the ultimate sacrifice of their lives in order for us to have those rights. But I just want to say a word to the American citizen who might get themselves a little bit out of control and believe that you think that you have the right to confront rioters and that you believe that it's your constitutional duty To be that lone ranger out there and um,
1: to set them straight,
0: decide that you're gonna wear whatever you wanna wear and you're gonna fly whatever flag you're gonna wanna fly because you're an American and you have freedom. Listen, you're right, you are an American and you have freedom, but those freedoms were written with an understanding that citizens would use their better judgment. And there are times when the better judgment says, Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Don't be the one that you think is going to make social media fame by being the one that's going to stand up to the writers and you're going to proclaim your liberty and your freedom and your rights because you might be one person and there might be 75 people around you that don't agree with you right now. And you're going to become um, toast, my, my, my American friend. And I would prefer that Americans... Keep their cool, their calm, their collective heads. Don't get all drunked up. Don't get all drugged up and decide that you're going to be that Lone Ranger. It's a bad idea. It's a rotten idea, and and it's not helping anybody. In fact, you look like a complete, a number one, 100% jerk idiot. Don't be that guy.
1: Now, not all of our listeners are American, and I realize you haven't been seeing the stats. We've become international now.
0: Oh, hello, world
1: and um, in some of the countries around the world you have freedoms that are similar to those here Um, some places you don't Uh, you're limited in what you can do or say Uh, some places are not able to protest uh, against their government or against anything else or against the reduction in the uh, chocolate production but um, there are times, uh, there are times you just have to make that decision at the time. I keep thinking about the lone uh, protester in Tiananmen Square when he stood up against the, the tanks. Of course, nobody knows where he is anymore. So. Well,
0: um, you know, it, somebody at some point we all may have to be a hero. Now there's a big difference between being a hero in a situation when you don't feel like you should, you know, people say, "Well, I don't feel like a hero." I'm not talking about people who need to stand up for the little guy and and defend someone and right. rush in there for the help of someone else. That's a whole different type of thing I'm saying. But tonight we're yeah. talking
1: about you being safe yeah. if you find yourself in a riot or civil exactly. unrest situation. You so. should
0: not cause more trouble. In your effort to, to express or articulate your particular set of freedoms, uh, we want you to live a happy, healthy, liberty-loving, freedom-enjoying life. And if that means that you have to have the wisdom to keep quiet and still, then we're suggesting that that's exactly what you do.
1: We want you to live to fight another day. <laughs> so that's it for episode number five. We thank you for listening. Uh, Please leave us a five-star review. That actually helps make the podcast available for more people to hear. If you know someone who needs to start prepping or recently started, please share the podcast with them. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can find us on the internet at at, uh, practicalprepping.info. That's practicalprepping.info. And go and check out uh, Eric and Proline Designs work. And uh, if you're in need of a website or updating yours or upgrading yours, uh, give them a look. It uh, doesn't cost anything to look. Give them a uh, get in contact with them, and they're great folks to deal with. And uh, just to mention Lyndon Lane Designs again, if you're in the uh, market for some Christmas gifts and things, monogramming. Go look at Linden Lane designs. I guarantee that you will be happy uh, with the work that you get from them.
0: We want to thank you for listening. Uh, your input is very important to us. Please email us at info at practicalprepping dot info. We want to thank you again for listening and we want to welcome all of our new friends from all over the globe. We appreciate you and please listen in again. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.